yes. It's Saturday, man. The weekend is here. I am here. Jersey Judah. Red Pill Party Podcast. Yes. We are here. It's another weekend, man. And I'm very happy to be podcasting right now. I'm very happy to be recording. Very happy even though it is 17 degrees Fahrenheit. I am in my car. The heat is on. And, you know, it's time for another another edition of the Red Pill Party podcast. Now, the instrumental that you've just listened to is an instrumental I've made this morning at like 7.30 when I woke up. And I named it Rather Die Alone. Okay? Rather Die Alone. In fact, it is currently on SoundCloud. So if you guys go to SoundCloud, go to your search engine, type in Jersey Judah, J-E-R-Z-E-E-J-U-D-A-H, and it should be one of the first songs up there. Um, Like I said, the weekend's here, so with me, I really uh, compartmentalize my activities. Uh, A lot of my beats, a lot of the music that I make is usually on the weekends. I forgot to mention that Monday is Martin Luther King Day. So that's great because not only do I get to celebrate the man's holiday, but I also get a paid day off. So, yeah. Other than that, man, as I talked about last night, and I want to apologize (laughs) right away. uh, Last night's episode was really just really a mix up, a mash of different things. I had different ideas, wasn't really able to execute them properly, especially with the... um, the theory of female being novels, but we're going to kind of bounce off of that today. Um, Today's topic, today's topic is going to be the high expectation slash low value women, the high expectation slash low value women. And we will be playing some clips. Matter of fact, we have a lot of clips. We don't really have a lot of clips. We have a lot of, uh, A lot of content to go through. And I didn't just want men talking about this. We're going to hear from a lot of females. Dealing with the unrealistic high expectations from women. And I I brush upon this several times within recording these episodes, but... I feel that it's only necessary that a female explains it because if a guy explains it, it's just going to be taken the wrong way. So we allow the females to speak their minds. A lot of these females who are talking are actually matchmakers. There's one chick, I forgot her name, but it's a video with her in this. Rebecca Lynn Pope, excuse me. Rebecca Lynn Pope, I think is her name. And she's a former um a former uh, matchmaker when it comes to online dating and this service that involves, you know, men and women. And she quit. She gave up due to um, the circumstances of unrealistic expectations of women. And really, that says a lot. So we're just going to start this shit off right away. 
So without further ado, let's go. My ideal man is African-American, dark complexion, 6'2", athletic body, 230 pounds, average dark eyes, straight white teeth, all 32. God-fearing spiritual attends, billionaire, finds a billionaire, millionaire, generous, family-oriented as a family, sports spectator, not his friends, stand together, dedicated to loving me, determined to make our love more, sincere and genuine, nice, honest, trustworthy, faithful, dependable, mature, understands, chivalry, The female list would be like a laundry list of things mm. that came down to height, um, income. They, of course, nobody wants to seem shallow. So they don't want to come right out and talk about what kind of car you drive, where part of town do you live in? What do you do for a living? And, but it, but if you kind of take it in its entirety, it, it is pretty shallow in yeah. some ways, right? Because at least she's saying it. All right. So that was the lady talking is uh, Rebecca Lynn Pope, I believe. She was the former female uh, matchmaker. And we're going to probably... There's people that's already uh, went over this, this clip of her when she's talking about why she quit matchmaking. But I think we're going to do something with that in the, in the future, the near future, probably Tuesday. Um, the, first, the first clip was actually uh, from Oprah. And I think Steve Harvey was on that episode. Uh, something that dealt with the Oprah network, or maybe Oprah was on the Steve Harvey show. I don't watch this shit. But Oprah was going through this black woman's expectations for guys, and you heard every single one. Uh, as far as being, even as far as going to say he has to be a millionaire. So once again, this goes back to the women who are essentially at the finish line. These women wait for the success. You know what I mean? They're not with the man um, as a support for that man to be successful. She just wants to be there to reap the rewards. But let's go back. I just wanted to pause it and prove that, prove the points that I was been, I've been making for the past fucking couple weeks. And that woman that's talking, she's going to be somebody that will go over her video um, very soon. Um, I'm not bashing any of these women, by the way. I just want I want that to be stated because I want to prove a point. Now, I will be frying bitches. I'll be frying these thoughts. But the women that are speaking are the ones that are making very valid points. Um, there's another uh, Jennifer Molesky. I went over a video of hers maybe a couple weeks back when she was talking about hitting the wall and why women choose to be promiscuous instead of trying to find faithful partners in their prime years, look-wise. And uh, I had to subscribe to her channel because, you know, come to find out, you know, she's somebody who has a lot of insight and who's very logical, unlike a lot of women today. So salute to Jennifer Molesky. And she's going to be talking about the same thing, the uh, unrealistic expectations. But we're going to get back into the video. We're going to get back into the show. So let's go. It's like it's so specific to the point that, you know, women in their list, they don't realize you're talking about like not even one percent of the male population. I know we've been saying this. <laughs> Men are simple creatures. They're simple, but your standards are standardizing you right out of the game. 
Everybody else is getting married. Everybody else is having babies. But you steady like, oh, I'm not settling. I'm not going to settle. I know what I deserve. And, and, you know, even when I post those type of memes, I'm like, you know what? There's some real stuck up women right now that are about to read this. And it's going to reinforce literally their false standards, their ridiculous standards. I'm, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm not going to settle. But in the meantime, boo, you're not even half the things that aren't, that you have on your list as requirements for a man. You're not even half those things. But you want that in a man. Go ahead. She's looking for that hot Chad um, for the moment, but she's not really <clears throat> the future at all. So she probably thinks that she can screw around with all these guys, go to these exact locations, and then maybe when she's 30, she will settle and she'll find the right guy that's just waiting for her in her 30s. But little does she know, the older you get, the less options you have, the harder. Go ahead. See, these, these women know how to, these women know what they're talking about. We're not even going to call them hoes or bitches this time around. These women know what they're talking about. Um, the Rebecca Lynn Pope rant, I think the previous clip was a part of that. So there's a good chance we'll definitely go through that. But all of these women make valid points. And just like what I've been saying, what these women want to do is they want to go out here, sleep with as much men as possible, have all of these adventures, right? And in the beginning, she has beauty standards, but she doesn't have really expectations. She's kind of just matchmaking upon looks. But then, you know, after some sleeping around, she may come to the conclusion that maybe it's more than looks. Maybe it's about connection and shit like that. But by the time she really comes to that conclusion, she's 30 years old. She's not as attractive as she used to be. And some of these women have the same expectations and have the same uh, level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They have the same attitude as if they were the women that they were in the past. And it's not like that anymore. And a lot of these women... If they don't listen to this, it's going to be too late. And like I said, I'm trying to wake the men up. So there's not going to be men available just because you're looking. Because you've put yourself in the cock carousel for 10 plus years. All of a sudden now you're seeking a marriage. You're seeking a husband. You're seeking um, a loyal uh, companion. <laughs> companion. It's, it's funny because a lot of people will choose the word partner over companion now men are more realistic a woman is not your partner because a woman is not putting 50 percent in so a partner puts a certain percentage and it's established that partnership is usually established from day one um, a companionship would be a man seeking a woman now it's not the disney dynamic oh i'm seeking my better half and um, I'm looking for a, a soulmate and all this other shit. That's not, that's not what men are usually seeking. Men are seeking women who are willing to be obedient. And we don't mean do as I say, not as I do. We don't mean shit like that. Just simple things. Like, don't be problematic. Talk in your indoor voice at all times around me. Don't raise your voice around me. Because I don't raise my voice around women. I'm very calm, cool, and collective around women. 
even when I have to say something that might be hurtful, or maybe if I'm explaining something that's harsh to these women, I'm going to do it in the same sort of monotone. Cause I, cause I already know how society will paint a man who actually stands up to these women. There's no reason for a man to stand up to these women. A lot of these women will just continue to be sport fucked and they'll continue to be the living meme. These women are, are living memes. But let's get back to these logical females. It is to actually date. This is why feminism is so dangerous to women. Let's go back women real quick. Go around. She's looking for that hot chad um, for the moment, but she's not really thinking about the future at all. So she probably thinks that she can screw around with all these guys, go to these exact locations, and then maybe when she's 30, she will settle and she'll find the right guy that's just waiting for her in her 30s. But little does she know, the older you get, the less options you have, the harder it is to actually date. This is why feminism is so dangerous to women. Women go around and think they have all this time to just party and have fun and have these shallow relationships that are really not meaningful. They're missing out on actual deeper relationships. This need to travel, like travel the world, one thing to travel sometimes, have, take vacations, but to never commit yourself to anything in your community, to a job, to another human being in a relationship, it kind of seems like you are trying to run from something instead of building on mm. something. But I think it speaks a lot about this generation that's kind of obsessed with this idea of like wanderlust and traveling the world. This is when That's the fantasy novel, gentlemen. The fantasy novel is the woman that she just described. The woman who wants to travel, the woman who wants to see the world, but she wants to see it on somebody else's expense. These bitches have nothing valuable. A lot of these bitches have nothing valuable to offer. You can tell about a woman's low value because of her high expectations. I've said this before. That's why I named the topic for this show to be that. Right? High expectations slash low value women because the women who have the highest expectation typically has the lower value. The women who have the highest level of entitlement. Uh oh, the women who have the highest level of entitlement typically has low value towards men. Now, this doesn't mean she's a failure per se. You see these career driven women, you see these successful women, the women who put day and night into their jobs, they become what's called alpha females. And I've always stated that the alpha female is a myth because any, if that's the case, if the alpha female is just a woman, is just women who can attract men, then every woman is capable of being alpha. Not every man is capable of being alpha. Because it goes beyond just attraction. It goes beyond attraction. But it's funny, you know, like I said, most most women, they, they single-handedly fuck up their lives. Whether it's drug abuse, whether it's just sleeping around, I knew, I knew women like this. Attractive women. And that's the thing. That's the thing that they've had that they were able to um, 
maximize when it comes to a man. Oh, well, I have all of these looks. The guy just goes for the looks, doesn't realize the bitch is a fucking pill-popping monster, a drug addict, an alcoholic, a party girl, an unstable woman. And these guys get caught in the snare. Some of these dudes don't give a shit. They'll try to knock the, they'll try to knock the bitch up and try to keep her off drugs, give her a reason to be off drugs. There's a lot of guys who will still sign up and will still compete for all of these unrealistic expectations. That's just the reality of shit. I accept it. Now, I don't participate in it by any means. I don't even listen to a lot of these women. Whatever they talk about, if it's something that's not based on a business sense, or if it's not something um, based on reality, I don't want to hear your expectations. I don't give a shit. Asking a woman her expectations is like asking a comic book nerd his favorite superhero. He's going to find, he's going to come up with so many names, come up with so many titles, come up with so many uh, superpowers, because these women, they have the superhero dynamic, and men have the Disney dynamic. Women are supposed to have the Disney dynamic, meaning the women are supposed to want to look for one guy and settle down. That's what it's always been. Everything's reversed, so now the guys are looking for one woman and a group of women who are pretty much sleeping around and dating multiple men. And they still believe that they can have such high expectations, but at the end of the day, they display the lowest value becomes a harsh reality because a lot of us want a man that is only masculine when it benefits us. Mm -hmm. We want a man that's like a beast out there in the business world. He's uh -huh. making money. He's doing that. But we want him to come home and be all soft. Yep. And that's not how it works. Nope. And so I can tell you now that if you want a man that has all of these characteristics, then A, when he comes home, he's going to need you to not nag him. He's going to need you to shut up. He's going to need... Yo, where are these bitches at? <laughs> where the fuck are these bitches? Where are we at? What is this, uh, Singapore? Is oh, Are we in fucking uh, Sydney, Australia? Are we in, are we, are we like really down bottom? Where are these bitches from? This can't be United States. If a man has all of those things that that woman wants, this is the point I'm trying to make. Let's say she comes across a man with all of the things that she's wanted and more. Things that she's never even thought of, this guy brings to the table, right? But now, because of your level of expectation, and because of his level of high value to you, because he meets those expectations, he's now going to simply expect equal or better. He's not going to expect, he's not going to have super high expectations because men, as the woman said, men are simple when it comes to expectations. Be able to cooperate, be able to leave me the fuck alone when I don't want to be bothered. You know what I mean? Suck dick. Like, I don't get what these women, these women try to pull, like, I don't know what type of games these women try to play. Oh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't give oral sex. Oh, I said, cool. Well, me either, bitch. Like, what? <laughs> me, me either then. Like, what the fuck? And see, 
it's a mixture of entitlement and expectations. It's not just really expectations because expectations can either be broken down to something solid being something that something that is essentially passed down a, a family value type of type of thing like he has to have a hard he can you know like hard working men sort of that sort of old school way of thinking when it comes to women versus today he has to have his own business he has to be high value he has to have all this shit going on while the woman can just sit back and ponder. That's all these bitches really do. The, the, the high expectation thing for me comes from the idea that these women have little activities. They have little activities. If you see a woman or if you work with women who work the same hours you work, and let's say Wednesday comes up, right? And, and it's like majority men. That woman's going to look entirely different than the men working there. You want to know why? Because these guys are used to moving around, doing what they got to do, eight to 10 hours, being on their feet. The woman is usually stressed the fuck out, look burnt the fuck out, you know what I mean? Get ready to call out the next day. Get ready to call out the next week. Women, as much as they want to believe, and they truly believe this, as much as they want to believe That being head of a corporation or to be head of a company or to be highly super educated is attractive to men. It's the biggest joke. It's like a guy saying, see, I have good personality. See, I can communicate, but I don't get women. It's the same laughable belief as a nice guy when it comes to attractive women. Well, I should get attractive women because I'm being nice. Or you can have the Elliot Rogers state of mind where I'm an extraordinary gentleman. I'm a, what was the word he used? I'm a supreme gentleman. That's what he called himself. You want to be a burnout. But the extreme, the extreme is really seen on the other half of women. And because it doesn't seem threatening because women can't really do anything. Because it doesn't seem threatening, it doesn't mean that it's not an issue. Women with high expectations are one of the main factors of why men no longer participate in dating. Peace of mind, okay? He's going to need his ideas to be able to flow easily and his creative abilities to be able to calm and flow as they should. And they're not going to be able to flow if he's backed up. By backed up, I mean he has a lot of things that he needs to release he needs some sexual relief so that means as a woman you need to be able to have a high sex drive you need to be able to provide natural lubricants mm -hmm. you know he's going to need to have a full belly that means you're going to be able to you need to know how to cook he's going to want <laughs> a clean environment a place of refuge you need to be able to clean you know he needs you to be able to shut up when he asks you to shut up and not nag. Where this hoe from? <laughs> Where this hoe from? 
Where is this hoe from? Where is she from? I don't know. I think this bitch is just talking nice. She talking nice to the cameras. It's all good. It's the thought that counts. But I'm just saying, where the fuck is this bitch from? Talking like this. Where's she from? She over here dropping bombs. Kim. No, none of this means that you are his slave. Does that mean that you cannot also have a career yourself? But if this is the type of man that you want, which a lot of women have these standards when it comes to men, then you got to understand that it's going to require you to be a different type of woman. Mm -hmm. Because women are brought up in this feminist society, they tend to think that men hire, like hire, vet women as a partner the same as they do. Many women think that the resume, the resume that they are looking for in a partner is the same resume that the man is looking for. So did you guys see the video that I made? I was poking fun at Tommy Lahren. I was making fun, I was making fun of her uh -oh. a lot. Uh -oh. um, and she, she's a nice girl that was just she, red pill rage maybe. She was looking for a strong, ambitious, attractive man that had shit going on. Because that's what her and her friends were doing. That's who, that's who her and her friends were. So she thought that men of that kind of value would value her and her friends the same way that she valued a man that had those characteristics. It's Bingo. Once again, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not proving any points in this episode. I'm letting the women prove these points. Even women, even fellow women have gathered around and listened to Tommy Lauren and roasted this bitch. This is how you know you ain't shit. When fellow females sit back and roast the fuckery that you produce, you know that you fucked up Tommy Lauren. You know it. God damn it. You know you done fucked up. When women, not feminist, women who are clearly against feminism, these bitches got together and was like, nah, we got to do something about this bitch. And the men of the manosphere and these outsider women, I'll call them outsider women because I don't know any of these females. Now, I know the former uh, matchmaker, she makes valid points with why, why she left the matchmaking business and why men are leaving the dating market, right? So every, every single woman here is making valid points on top of valid points, okay? And I wanted to do this, like I said, simply because to hear me talk about it, Every fucking time I go on here, it really doesn't drive um, it doesn't drive home any message. But to hear fellow women say the same shit that I say now, of course, they say it in a more presentable fashion. Me, I don't give a shit, but I'm just saying they're doing the exact same thing. Not the same. It's not true. Men and women are different. Men and women are different. Women are not taught that anymore. They're being taught that we're the same. Everyone's the same. It's not true. Many of us are trying to change our lives, but we're not trying to change ourselves. Mm. So that is the message I'm trying to get across to all of you who have these outlandish, ridiculous expectations about your life. 
Like really get in the mirror and tell yourself the truth. Be real with yourself. Tell your yourself the truth and be honest about where you are. Ladies, all of you who date these married men, you'll never get commitment. Those of you who are, you know, working jobs that pay minimum wage, you'll never be financially free or get yourself out of debt. Those of you who are eating all, all sorts of crap and not taking care of your body, you will never have an amazing body and be healthy and full of energy. Be real with yourself and get your ish together. Seriously, because you are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for the results you're getting out of life. So they don't know what exactly it is that will make them happy because not many women have taken a deep dive into how they would actually construct or what a awesome blissful life means or as close to bliss as we can have it right now. I think that bliss is having a solid relationship with someone that you respect, someone who you can't, a man who you cannot walk all over. But as far as they're concerned or some are concerned, as far as they know, as some know, as far as they see from TV, this is how it works. They rule the man. The man is weak. The woman is strong. Bliss. Hey. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Sit back and let these women, let these let these women uh collaborate and and, and 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 turn into the female Avenger and beat down feminism. Just sit back and relax. <laughs> these bitches got no filter. I mean, excuse me, these women coming in raw. Raw and real, so I have to incorporate it within the Red Pill Party. Um, we got another couple of videos. Um, I want to just speak on what I was talking about yesterday, right? And I wanted to incorporate videos that more or less was related, but I didn't get a chance to. The female novel, right? Um, let's see if I have this. I should have this up here. Some fucking weird. Okay. The female, the female are like novelties. The fantasy novel is the woman who essentially tries to escape from herself. It's a woman who wants to travel and do all these things, but she's simply not capable of doing that. So women in her family, like herself growing up, was just simply taught to depend on men. Have no actual traditional value, but still depend on a man to handle your problems. And more guys are starting to realize the hypocrisies when it comes to dating are the roles of a man supposedly being traditional, right? A man who's supposedly being traditional, um, a man who supposedly is still the provider of a harlot, essentially, a woman who still wants to sleep around and run around. And like I've stated, another type of book, these scientifically fictional bitches, the science fiction novel of these women is to escape reality, put men at such a high, impossible uh, role that she'll never find these guys. And if she does, or if she's lucky to come across one, he's going to simply come across her face 
and leave the place. I didn't even mean to uh, rhyme just then, but it is what it is. These women who have these unrealistic expectations, you really have to, that's a red flag. Because <laughs> like one of the women say, most of these bitches not even adding up. They're not even adding halfway up to their expectations. It's interesting because guys are more of the quote-unquote equal type of guys when it comes to expectations because, like I said, we're simple. Don't bother us. Be presentable. Know when to be quiet. Know when to speak up. You know what I'm saying? This, like, it's that simple. With women, it's six foot five. Uh, with women, is this complexion or um, tattoos, no tattoos, uh, no piercings, piercings, um, long hair, short hair. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, well, guys are pretty fucking simple. Be in shape. Don't be a busted up. Uh, Pillsbury biscuit can shout out to coach Greg Adams don't be a busted up Pillsbury biscuit can don't be shaped like a fucking refrigerator and you'll be fine you'll find a guy out there but these women the high expectations is too much and they become short story hoes because a lot of guys aren't really signing up for their BS and signing up for all of the bullshit you know what I mean so we're going to get into the next video here. Uh, what do we have? Women's unrealistic expectations. Let's check this out. Why, oh, why do women have unrealistic expectations of men and a skewed sense of self? <laughs> I have some ideas. Uh, this is uh, Jennifer Molesky. This yeah. is my YouTube channel. Today, I just want... <laughs> I've been thinking about this a little bit in the whole mess of brain soup that I think about every day. And I just came up with some opinions. Now, these are not uh, solutions. They're just reasons why it might be so. Reasons why it might be so. So stick with me if you want. And if not, I'll see you another time. So here we are. We're moving from a pair bonding culture to a promiscuous culture. Mm -hmm. Or the culture is trying to decide where it's going to settle. And we used to... Listen, <laughs> we went, she said, she said, she said it. I didn't say nothing. We went from a pair bonding era <coughs> to a promiscuous era, meaning the search of a partner more long-term just turned into a search for hookups, more or less short term. Simple. She's breaking it down. I'm not saying nothing. We have a great system that was created out of evolutionary necessity. Rather than the top 5, 10, 15, 20% of men getting all the women and the other 80% just moping and being without a pair bonding opportunity was created where men realized that if they agreed to share their provisions to a valuable woman, that she would stay with him and be true to him. 
And this was really wonderful for the human experience because now every man, regardless of their looks or their height or their, uh, I don't know how fast they could create a fire, would have a woman to have a family, to cook, to be with, to love, a warm body, to lighten the load. The system worked really well. But with the advent, I think, of birth control, we have women who are going back to the promiscuity model. And in large part because of feminism and women going to right. into the workforce, yeah. men have less of an ability to make enough money for themselves, let alone a woman or a family. This is a tough time to be sure. We are in flux. But men are taking advantage of this promiscuity model. Uh, they can get women to have sex with them and they don't even have to spend any money. They don't even have to offer any provisions at all. And that's now, I must stop and make a valid point. She's talking about the 10 to 20 percent of men, gentlemen, the guys who are on the outskirts who are who are in this. They either have the looks or they have the money at a maximum. Anything other than that. Being um, the idea that men are just out here taking advantage of the promiscuous nature of women is false. They may be attempting to. There's a lot of men who are in the friend zone. There's a lot of men who are beta male orbiters, but not all of these guys are out here smashing chicks. So she's obviously talking about the 10 to 20% of men. Great for men, but it's very bad for assisting women to help them understand what their actual value is. With a pair bonding model, it was just too risky outside of commitment to have sex with a rando because that could create a child. And at the end of the day, the woman's risk was greater than the man's because she was stuck with that responsibility. So she would choose a man who would offer her uh, life partnership and provisions for her and her child. So the pair bonding model distributed some of the control to men, too. So they weren't just on the outside waiting for a woman to choose them. They were part of the choosing process. They had power. They got to choose who they'd share their provisions with. And in order to be offered a provisionary relationship, the woman had to have some value. So she acted valuable. She learned valuable things. She did valuable things. She became valuable. But now men will have sex with practically anyone. So in a woman's mind, she's confusing that sex with her value. She thinks men won't just have sex with anyone. Simps will have sex with anyone, not men. So I have to correct this woman. She's pretty much 95% on point. It's just, once again, not all men are celebrating or living the promiscuous lifestyle. Or um, men aren't just out here fucking anything. In fact, if she pays attention, which I'm sure she does, as she talked about this before, a lot of men are actually choosing to not only not have sex with them, but not even communicate with them. Women have became that promiscuous and that problematic. It's that men, if they have sex with her, they see her as valuable. Here's something. Sex is not valuable in a promiscuous culture. Hey, just a quick, just a quick thing. A lot of people say that this message is not getting out to women because there's men in the comments. Men, a lot of you also say that it'll take a woman to help change the minds of women. Share this video with a woman. Just share it with a woman or not. Of course, you have freedom. If you like this message, share it with a woman. Number two. Look, 
these these bitches these bitches can uh share these messages amongst women. She can. She hasn't really said anything that was too extreme. She's been making valid points. Niggas like myself, I can't tell. <laughs> I, I, I won't even attempt to cater what I say towards women. I think women who claim to be independent, who claim to not be in their feelings, they'll be able to accept the message the way that it is. If it's taken the wrong way, what, what can I say? I can't apologize for something I say, and I actually mean it. And I, I refuse to apologize for the way that you feel towards it. You know what I'm saying? So sharing a woman, this this message should be should be brought up in fucking classrooms. <laughs> there should be there should be seminars that are happening right now with this message towards these women with unrealistic expectations. You bitches are on the road to becoming cat ladies. You gonna have you gonna have you gonna have a ton of cats, and you're not gonna have anything valuable going on in your life. You 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 don't have most women don't have anything valuable. They don't, and if you say vagina, then okay. But how many times has that been valuable to men compared to what you have as a man? The effort you put in, the work you put in. <clears throat> of course, these these women will say, and this this is what this is what's funny to me. Women will say, "Men ain't shit, men are trash." But why do you still have expectations for men? See, a bitch just needs to be obedient and be attractive to kick it, just to kick it. Now, within that communication or within that interaction. We're going to see if any conversational value is of importance. If she has anything worthy to speak on. But for the most cases, you deal with these basic bitches today. They have such high expectations and they have no value themselves. Like it, it's, it blows my mind. Yeah. Promiscuity skews the woman's idea of her value. And it also skews how she sees her beauty beauty because women naturally want the best they can get right the top tier kind of man just as you probably would if you're a man listening right you'd rather have Giselle than me or a Chelsea Clinton doppelganger that's normal it's okay I accept it but when you have a promiscuous society and a woman who's playing in that game she's getting multiple partners because she thinks she's so pretty now she has an unrealistic idea of her value and her beauty She's starting to become spoiled. Number three, because women are brought up in this feminist society, they tend to think that men hire, like hire, vet women as a partner the same as they do. Many women think that the resume, the resume that they are looking for in a partner is the same resume that the man is looking for. So, did you guys see the video that I made? I was poking fun at Tommy Laren. I was making fun. Oh yeah, okay, this was her. All right, all right. Um, and she, I'm sure she's a nice girl. That was just she, red pill rage, maybe. She was looking for a. These women aren't red pill. Now, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove a point to you. For a lot of people, 
and now it's being like brought into politics, and I guess it makes sense with the whole red pill thing. Women, even traditional women, they can understand the red pill in the same way that men understand women's nature. But it's not that men fully understand women. You see what I'm getting at? A lot of these women believe that because they they speak certain points or they pose on the side of men, that all of a sudden they're red pill. And it's just that's just not how it works. It's the same as a male feminist. It's a it's a joke. It's practically a joke. You know what I mean? But this is the broad this is the woman that fucking went at Tommy Lawrence. I'm gonna have to look up her video because I just subscribed to her page um earlier today. By the way, it's twelve oh six PM. We're just a little afternoon. And um, you know, we're just diving in. We we're essentially just getting started, but we're not going to do anything too heavy. Don't really plan on doing anything too heavy today, just to make a couple valid points. Let these women make their valid points, and you know, throughout the throughout the time, I'll make uh, little references and and things of that nature going along. But uh, let's continue. Strong, ambitious, attractive man that had shit going on. Because that's what her and her friends were doing. That's who, it, that's who her and her friends were. So she thought that men of that kind of value would value her and her friends the same way that she valued a man that had those characteristics. It's not the same. It's not true. Men and women are different. Men and women are different. Women are not taught that anymore. They're being taught that we're the same. Everyone's the same. It's not true. Number four, they watch TV. They watch TV. I can't find any scientific data to back this up, but think about the news source that people watch. They watch it every day, every day, every day, every day. And they begin to believe it. That is true, true, true. It's the same with movies and TV show. You become familiar with the character. Just like if you watch me a lot, you start to become familiar with my character. You think that, well, I don't know what you think, but if I had a TV show, you might think that they're that's how real life is. And with feminism taking over this culture's media and being in control, no, and being the creators of movies and TV, women are being force fed like gooses being fattened up for foie gras. They are force fed this idea that life is a certain way, that women are strong and capable and can do anything and they don't need a man until they decide that they're ready for a man. And then they'll just find one and life will be perfect. That man will be perfect. What does that mean exactly? I don't know. And neither do they. They just know they'll be happy. Number five. Um, <laughs> number five. Oh yeah. Okay. So they don't know what exactly it is that will make them happy because not many women have taken a deep dive into how they would actually construct or what a awesome blissful life means or as close to bliss as we can have it right now i think that bliss is having a solid relationship with someone that you respect someone who you can't a man who you cannot walk all over but as far as they're concerned or some are concerned as far as they know as some know as far as they see from tv this is how it works they rule the man the man is weak the woman is strong bliss Number six, fewer and fewer women, number six, fewer and fewer women truly love themselves. Lots of reasons for this. Here's one. Absent fathers is a big one. The one man in their life. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. 
Hold up. We're going to have to go back a little just to play that again. Number six, fewer and fewer women truly love themselves. Lots of reasons for this. Here's one. Absent fathers is a big one. The one man in their life that was supposed to be there to show them love and teach them love, love wasn't there. They're going to be desperate to find someone to fill that void. They don't know how to do it. They didn't have a man and wife, a mom and dad, who showed them, the child, the woman, the girl, how to love each other. What that even means. What that even takes. Now you add that with a false sense of beauty and a false sense of value. I think that women kind of know that their value and their beauty is not as high as they are taught it to be. <laughs> and it's a crush. It's a crush to them, but they can't. They refuse to come to terms with it. Well, they do come to terms with it because I think a lot of women do. But until then, they're not able to give solid love or receive solid love. For anyone watching this, there is not one man out out of you who can gain the favor of a broken woman. Don't try, please. Oh, that's number, number seven. Have you, whether you're a man or a woman, ever asked a woman what she brings to the table? We need to be asking this of ourselves. If you're a woman, I'm a woman. I ask myself this. Ask your female friends, men out there, ask your female friends because they're not asked it enough. They consider everything about what a man has to do to be worthy of them. And they don't do much of considering what they bring to the table. And I think if more woman, women actually thought about some of these... Hey, yo, my bad. Uh, homeboy just pulled up on me. I had beeped the horn earlier. You guys may have heard the horn. I had beeped it. He had pulled around. He was like, yo, you scared the shit out of me, man. I thought a truck was running me. I was like, nah, man, I was just trying to get your attention from the parking lot. But we're going to get back into the video, man. I apologize, man. It's just one of those days, <laughs> you know, one of those technically organized, but yet unorganized topics, unorganized occasion to uh, do a podcast, especially this early. But fuck it. It is what it is. Um, we're going to try to put this back a little bit from where it was at. That was supposed to be there to show them love and teach them love, love wasn't there. They're going to be desperate to find someone to fill that void. They don't know how to do it. They didn't have a man and wife, a mom and dad, who showed them, the child, the woman, the girl, how to love each other, what that even means, what that even takes. Now you add that with a false sense of beauty and a false sense of value. I think that women kind of know that their value and their beauty is not as high as they are taught it to be. And it's a crush. It's a crush to them, but they can't, they refuse to come to terms with it until they do come to terms with it, because I think a lot of women do. But until then, they're not able to give solid love or receive solid love. For anyone watching this, there is not one man out, out of you who can gain the favor of a broken woman. Don't try. Please. Oh, number, number seven. Have you, whether you're a man or a woman, ever asked a woman what she brings to the table? We need to be asking this of ourselves. If you're a woman, I'm a woman. 
I ask myself this. Ask your female friends, men out there, ask your female friends, because they're not asked it enough. They consider everything about what a man has to do to be worthy of them. And they don't do much considering what they bring to the table. And I think if more women women actually thought about some of these things and asked each other the question, then things would start to move. Things would actually change. And my last one, my last one that I have is men and women are allowing some women to think and be like this. Too many men are allowing these women to think like this and act like it around them. I would like men to up their standards of who they'll sleep with. I want men to respect their dick a little more and don't enter an unworthy person. Be stuck up if you have to. I don't care. And women, please ask your question your female friends about what they bring to the table. Start a women's group where you learn from each other about femininity, not how to compete with men, not a Go ahead. Go ahead. Women's group, a woman's goddess group that competes with men. Go back to ancient old school feminism. No, I'm sorry, feminist. Fe ah! Go back to old school feminine nature. Tap into that. Tap into it. I said I wasn't gonna offer any solutions. I guess that is the only solution that I have. Start asking that question. What value do you bring? They'll be offended, fine. They'll think about it. And once we start getting people, women, to think more deeply about who they are and what they offer and what, what their value um, would bring to a man and, and how that value could be matched, then we'll start creating some healthy, beautiful women in relationships and it'll be really great for everyone. That's my call to action. Ask that question. Here's another call to action. Who's going to the Men's 21 Convention? You know who's going to the men's convention? I am. All right. Well, we now know who. <laughs> we now know who she's aligned with, you know, which is fine. Doesn't make much of a difference for me. Still valuable, still informative, uh, very powerful information. So, you guys should uh, probably listen. She has a lot of good, valuable things. A lot of things that I can simply bounce off of. But, like I said, for this episode, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not saying anything. Because, see, all the things that I'm going to say are pretty much going to be connected to what I've said before. So, if these women say the same exact thing, or if they say something entirely different that makes a valuable point, it is what it is. You know what I mean? This is the Red Pill Party Podcast. And we got another one, but this is a chunky one. I actually have to move this car around anyway, so I guess we're going to do that. So we're going to play this next clip in the process while I uh, transport <laughs> to uh, my residence. Hello, this is Rebecca Lynn Pope coming on real quick. You guys know that I have been swamped lately. Oh yeah, I this is it. I would come on and just share my my viewpoints on why women are just many women. I'm not going to say all, all women, but many women are very, very unrealistic about their standards for men, dating, and marriage. So I'm gonna give my opinion on this. And now listen, girls, I'm about to be very raw. 
I'm about to be very real. I'm about to just shoot it to you as just straight as I can because I'm hoping that this helps somebody. Because as you girls know, I'm a matchmaker. And for a large part of uh, the end of last year and the beginning of this year, I stopped matchmaking. And the reason I stopped matchmaking is because I literally was being, I, I can't handle female clients. I was a matchmaker that matched females. And I had a few male clients, but predominantly I was matching women. And listen, what I, it was such a valuable lesson for me because what I learned is that the average woman doesn't really want just a good man. She doesn't want a husband. What she's really wanting are these standards or ideas that she has of what a man is supposed to be. But this is nothing what men are. think, what they value, it's just this preconceived, you know, idea that women have of who men should be. But this is not reality, okay? So literally, the standards here that I see consistently in women that stay single, do not get married, and the difference between women and wives is understanding, one, that men are not women, He's not gonna be your best friend like your best girlfriend. You can't talk to him like that. They don't talk like that. They don't talk that much. They're not so sensitive and, and girly the way we are as women. So if you're expecting a man to be all super sensitive and so considerate and just so everything like your girlfriends, you're barking up the wrong tree. He's going to hurt your feelings all the time or else you're going to feel like he doesn't communicate because you're, you're holding these standards like he's a girl. I'm sorry. Leave that to your gay guy friends or leave that to your guy that your bestie guys that talk kind of like girls. The, your man that you're going to marry is not going to be like that, right? The second standard is this. You're comparing good men to I can't say this, F boys, I'm just gonna say it. You're comparing good men to the men that you've experienced previously who were not ready to be husbands that you were just dating, messing around with. I mean, literally, there's a distinct difference between marriage material, men who are ready, who are ready to be husbands, and these F boys that you've been messing around with in out of these situationships with, for years. And so now you have this standard for a man and a husband based on these dudes that have just been play play, playboys, fun, boy toys, whatever you want to call it, girls. Okay. You can call it whatever you want. But now you set this standard to say he's supposed to look like this. He's supposed to act like that. Oh, you know what? He's too corny. He's, he likes me too much. He texts me too much. Yeah, because the the men that you were messing with, you weren't even the only one. They don't get, they don't text you right back. They don't call you right back because they have eight more just like you. So a man comes along that is crazy about you and is interested in you. And I'm sorry to say, you have friend zoned 
the, the, the men that really you're compatible with, the men that would make a wonderful husband. A lot of you have friend zone, the good dude who's ready to be a husband and a father and give you some pretty babies. Because the other thing is, is men do not look like us. Let me be clear about this. We are the fairer sex. God created us to be beautiful, not men. If you get a pretty boy and they super fine and they in the mirror more than you, honey, rest assured, he probably got some habs that go along with that. He needs all the attention from all the women because he likes to feel like he's it. And if he's actually better than you, you got a problem. But the problem is you looking at visuals and thinking that men are supposed to look like us or be just as gorgeous as us. No, that's not how God created this whole scenario. You are the fairer sex. You're the beautiful one. You're the gorgeous one. You're the one that men go to war over. You're the one that Not men literally will kill for. Not anymore. You're the one that they're out here trying to make all this money to impress you. To Not anymore. Get you. Not anymore. Quit, compare, quit looking at men. Is he 6'2"? Is he look like Boris Kodro or Idris Elba or Michael Ely? Do you know the percentages of men? This is what I just would die to say to my matchmaking clients and the people that would come in for consultations because they want to be matched. And they're coming to me. I, I'm sitting here just being a good woman. So I'm thinking these women just want to marry women just want a good man. Nah, boo, that's not what they wanted. What they want is if I'm going to pay this money, I want me a Michael Ely. I want me a Boris Kojo. Well, look, boo, Boris Kojo's married. Last time I checked, Idris Elba's taken. These men are such a small percentage of the population. Do you guys understand that for a man to be over 6'2 is less than 3% of the population? And we're talking all men around the world, less than 3% of the population. Now you take out the gay guys and you take out the guys that are not black or whatever race specific that you prefer your husband to be. And you take out the men that are broke and you take out the players, the men who are just not ready and you are not ready to get married, aren't even looking for a wife, don't want that responsibility yet. Think about these numbers, less than 3%. Less than 14% of the entire American male population is over six foot. Less than 14%. And that's all the married men and the men in prison, all of them girls. So you're sitting around here like, oh, he's got to be six foot and he's got to look like this. And he's got to make six figures or seven figures. When you start at just hide alone, do you hear the percentage that I just gave you on just height? Just height. And if you add in what he looks like, like looking like Idris and making money like this and that, honey, look, you looking for the come up for real because um, I don't know where he's at. These match, I was matchmaking. I would be like, man, I would go find these incredible men. And they would be like, oh, mm, I would never date him. He, I'm like, I just went and found a freaking pilot, a ex-Falcons player. Are you serious? But he don't look, it's like, it's like he's got to be perfect. But you're not perfect. You got issues and unresolved issues and you got a temper and you're bossy and you're controlling and men don't even like to be around you long term. You run everybody away. You think you're so much the ish that you're bougie and vain and stuck up and men don't like it. And you wonder.
wonder why you can't keep a man. You wonder why nobody wants to be around you. Sweetheart, listen, get nice, be sweet. Men are simple creatures. They're simple, but your standards are standardizing you right out of the game. Everybody else is getting married. Everybody else is having babies. But you steady like, oh, I'm not settling. I'm not gonna settle. I know what I deserve. And, and you know, even when I post those type of memes, I'm like, you know what? There's some real stuck up women right now that are about to read this and it's gonna reinforce literally their false standards, their ridiculous standards. I'm, uh, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm not gonna settle. But in the meantime, boo, you're not even half the things that aren't, that you have on your list as requirements for a man. You're not even half those things. But you want that in a man. And you don't wanna build with anybody. You don't wanna build a life together. Listen, honey, you better find yourself a Build-A-Bear. You need to find yourself a Build-A-Boo, okay? Somebody that ha meets some requirements of who you want care in character your values, integrity, right? Lifestyle, goals, vision. Where are you two going together? Purpose, passion. Somebody on the, when I made this post, and there everybody went off on it, said, what did you compromise on when it came to Mr. Pope? What did you compromise on? Listen, girls, I'm writing it in my book right now. I came from dating Mr. Gorgeous. I came from dating Mr. Trainer. I came from dating Mr. Baller. I was flying here and doing this and that. And at the end... She knew what she was at the beginning. She said it herself. I'm not going to say she's a 304. But she kind of just said that herself. It's similar to what, like, Brittany Renner does or how she acts not what she does what Brittany Renner does is she gives certain women a alternative lifestyle not like a true meaningful life um, that involves you know being around uh, truly high valuable men it just becomes an alternative life where it involves just sleeping with, getting piped, and being that bitch that tried to fuck Drake, who Drake did the magical hot sauce in the condom technique used by famous athletes. And you just try to, you just end up being bitches that sport fuck their way to some level of success. So she was the exception. She had something valuable to offer when it comes to information. <clears throat> Most of these women do not. <clears throat> that's, that's the main difference. Between this woman telling you that she knows about that attitude because she had that attitude because she was essentially a 304 should say something it should speak volumes to most women who are out here being uh grade a whorehounds and being dick hoppers end of the day all of them were players they were f boys 
please. No, I'm not supposed to say that word, but I don't have another word for it. Y'all want to turn hoes into husbands mm -hmm. the same way men want to turn hoes into housewives. Damn. And that's just not how it works. Damn. Because until a man is ready, he is not going to choose you. It don't you. Damn. Could do. It doesn't matter how you put it down in the bedroom. It doesn't matter what kind of values. It doesn't matter how big your butt is and what you look like. Until a man is ready, he is not settling down. And literally, I, I'm literally writing this. So my compromises came because I had these standards, just like most of you, that were way up here because I had all these experiences that created an appetite. It created most of these bitches who have these expectations though they've never had no experiences never did nothing exciting with their lives they don't have many activities so at least this woman is telling you she's she's done all of these things and still came to the same realization a false standard in my life of what I thought I deserved or what I thought I needed but yet it was a false standard because none of them were men of God. None of them were, were Carrie Pope. None of them literally had their values. They weren't good husbands and fathers and brothers. They don't take care of their mama. Literally, these men lacked all the values that really matter in a marriage. A husband is totally different. <laughs> Then dudes you date out here, these dudes that are just playing around, a husband is a totally different animal. And so like many of you, I had these standards. I had a type. Oh, let's be real, girl. I had type. My type was businessman. My type was CEO. My type was getting it done. My type was literally go-getter. Six seven-figure men running companies those are the only kind of men i was in relationships with okay that's what i was committing to i played with some boy toys from that instead of f boys okay mm -hmm. boy toys i played around thinking i was trying to be serious because of lust so many of you have fallen in lust and then you think and now you want love and you're trying to compare it to lust and that's not how love works so you date Mr. Gorgeous and he's got the six pack and he's six four and he's chocolate. And then you date the Mr. Baller and he got money and you in the bins and you whipping and you frying and you drinking and dinner and whining and dining. And at the end of the day now, you created an appetite for yourself or you better yet, maybe you haven't even experienced it for yourself like me, but you want it. So you're on Instagram and you're looking at people's lifestyles mm -hmm. and you're looking at people at the, on the scene traveling and doing all this and comparing yourself and saying, yep. why can't I have that? I want that life too. And mm -hmm. then when a good man comes along, you're comparing him saying, no, he's not giving me that lifestyle. I want that that I see other people having. I deserve that. I'm just as pretty as that. I need to get me a man that's a baller too. And so now you have these false standards, whether you've experienced it or whether you just want it. That lust of the eye, whether you're just, you, you might not have ever experienced it, mm -hmm. but you're saying, well, I, that's what I want. But either way, you're messed up, boo. Either way, you're not getting married. And if mission failed, We'll go next time. You do mess up. 
and get one of these dudes on a string and get him to marry you. You notice I said, get him to marry you. You're going to be in so much trouble because he ain't going to change. He's, I got, we have clients right now, married clients. Try to turn a hoe into a husband and he's still hoeing around even though they're married. He's <laughs> still got women on the side and there's, he doesn't want to let the kids go, but yet he's still got this thing. Honey, that nigga's hoeing. <laughs> for having it on the side because he has an appetite. An appetite for it. And it's very hard to change unless someone's changed before you marry them. <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying about standards. Your standards for a husband have to change. Right now, you've got to make up your mind about some values and some character. Who is this man? What does his life look like? Who is he? Because it's going to be way different. Then your boy toys. It's going to be way different than what you've done. So my compromise is for me. I'm going to answer that specific question. I'm going to get off here because you know I'm rushing to come on and do this. My specific compromises were that um, Mr. Pope, when I met him, was not rolling in money. Um, I said I would never date a pastor, and he's a pastor, <laughs> right? I was running from that calling on my life. didn't want nothing to do with that. Okay, until I accepted that calling on my own life, that's when I was prepared for my husband to come. So, all right, let's just stop it there because I don't want to, you know, just disagree with her. But I always want to point out a few things just to be realistic. And it's something and it's a pattern that most men notice. It's these women who, who decide to connect with God when they've reached their finish line. When they're looking for that quality husband, that's when they slow down and, and connect with God. And by them connecting with God, and I'm sitting in front of, well, I'm sitting near two churches while I'm talking about this. And I feel that, as I've stated before, love being a survival mechanism for women. And this is one of the examples for the women who weren't raised in a church background. It speaks volumes because she will reach a point of being a harlot to use biblical terms. She will go down to the pits of hell. She will go into Sodom and Gomorrah and do all of the filth, all of the sexual perversions, all of the activities, gang bangs, you name it. And then at the end of the line, when she realizes that, surprise, no man wants to deal with her narrow-minded ass, with her thought ass, she then wants to connect to God. She then wants to become, um, she then wants to become a religious woman. She wants to be the man, or she wants to come across the man who has this um, extraordinary value, and this value that the man has reaches a point where he is like um, the closest thing to Jesus. This is what these women choose to look for now, because remember, she spent most of her life, 10 to 15 years on the cock carousel within that um, 10, 15 years. She's may have had maybe three relationships. 
And we're not even going to say they're long-term relationships. They're just three, six-month to a year solid relationship. And even within that relationship, she's moved around. She's slept around. She's partied. She's lived her life. You know what I mean? And she was okay with that decision to go out there and, um, like I said, live her best life, sleep around, um, be promiscuous. And at the end, when, once again, surprise, no um, sane, rational male will date and deal with her, she then wants to turn herself into a Christian or a woman of God. And she'll forget about her troubled, promiscuous, um, questionable past, right? But man, we don't forget. I don't know what these bitches try to do. They try to fool us, but uh, we understand a woman's nature, okay? So if you try to come to us with the okie doke, it's a done deal for you. Mission failed. We'll go next time. Tango down. Yeah, we're not. We're not going for that. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't want to do anything long, so I think I'm gonna cut this, cut this down a little bit. Uh, rather than my my usual two hour episodes throughout the week, keep things simple, straight to the point. Let the women speak. Let the women communicate. Make all of the points that I've been making, but because they're women, it's definitely more acceptable, and I can acknowledge that. So it's always a it's always a treat to hear women say the same exact thing that most men say, but the way that they say it, it's more presentable and people can accept it. Me. If you don't accept it, you're going to pretty much hear it somewhere else regardless. I mean, the information's solid, meaning the information is like essentially one and the same. It's just with certain content creators or how certain people present it, if they make it strictly informative or if they make it strictly entertaining or if you can if they can try to dwell within both categories. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do. So, you know, like I said, throughout the weeks, it's the same old. I think we did like 11 hours going through the past week, 11 hours of content. Um, if we don't include this, this will be close to about 12. Um, I, I, I'll most likely... Uh, do a podcast on Monday on Martin Luther King Day just because I don't have work you know what I mean just because I don't have work then so just be a lot easier um, I don't think I'm going to be doing anything tomorrow I'm just going to try to enjoy um, my break my little break that I have um, like I said, I'll be back Monday, but we're just getting straight into the reality of women who have high expectations essentially have low value. Now, that woman who just spoke, the former matchmaker, she's married to a pastor, but she said herself that she went through a good portion of men, traveled the world, got sport fucked, did all of these things only to come back, <laughs> want to be a woman of God and want to find that pastor level husband, a guy who 
speaks his mind bluntly, but a guy who can also tone things down. So, like, pastors, in my opinion, are, like, worse than pimps. We all know in the black community, the pastors are just as deadly and just as vicious as the pimps. Because the pastor... See... (laughs) See, the pastor, right? The pastor has control of your pocket. The pastor, the, the pastor has control over your wallet. The pastor has possession of your profits. The pimp just has bitches. <laughs> the pimp, the pimp have bitches, right? But the pastor has control, right? The pastors. These pastors are vicious. But I don't mean all pastors, of course, but you know how it is in the black community. Pastor pull up in the Cadillac, everybody else is taking the bus to church. Come on, there's a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem. But like I said before, these it's it's this theory that I have. When a woman talks about love, it's her means of survival, even if it's for the moment. A woman doesn't truly appreciate and understand love until she's older, but by the time she's older and if she lived the lifestyle of simply sleeping and fucking around, then those moments will, will never happen for her. And she can't be mad at anybody but herself. Versus like an incel, for example. Incel will never get pussy. Or if a person who's an incel for life, he'll he'll never get pussy. See? He he hates something that he hasn't even experienced. So he hates it. And he hates himself because he wasn't able to, as a lot of these guys say, win the genetic lottery. Or they'll come up with some other slogan or catchphrase, you know, to say that they're not good enough. Women are going to have that same effect, but in reverse. They've spent their whole entire times uh, sleeping around, getting passed around. But then at the end, those options and those availabilities, that availability is no longer accessible to her. It's accessible to a girl five years, ten years younger. That's the thing about human nature and the thing about men compared to women. See, a lot of women will spend their time younger and younger ages fantasizing about older men, older guys, right? And the thing is, when they reach that age of 30, then they try to be predators in a sense where they try to get um, the less experienced younger guy to sort of relive the times that she had when she made bad decisions, right? But the men are essentially who's in their 30s. If a guy's in his 30s and he's trying to have kids and he's trying to start a family, of course, he's going to go for the 25 to 27-year-old woman. That's just another thing with biology and human nature. A lot of these women who feel that they can be successful and have all these things and 
then reach a certain age to where those looks and her beauty and her body is not the same as it used to be. So it can't bear a child. Now you have your career. You're not able to be a traditional uh, partner, a traditional wife. So what the fuck's the point with, with most guys even listening, communicating, or even talking to you women? Think about it. See, it becomes more and more of an issue the older that we get as men. It's not really an issue amongst ourselves. We're comfortable with getting old. <laughs> We're comfortable. I'm comfortable with it. I've done enough moving around growing up, skateboarding, martial arts, doing all other types of crazy activity. I'm cool with not moving around as much. <laughs> I'm cool with that. A lot of women, they, they, they don't know when to settle down. They're essentially like untamed animals. When they, when it starts, when the promiscuity starts with women, I would say it's by their middle teens. But then to get graphic, I don't want to do it, but you have a lot of younger women who, who are sexually active. So that promiscuity can start at 13, 13 to 15. And by the time she reaches her college years, she's essentially already sexually active. By the time she leaves college, she's hypersexually active, meaning sex just becomes an everyday activity to her. So any belief that you have of connection through sex, that doesn't exist within modern women. They go around, they fuck men at the highest bidder. That's how the game works. A lot of guys who, who fail to understand these things are going to be falling by the wayside wishing that they had this information earlier. But yo, you guys already know what it is, man. We're about nearly an hour and 30 minutes. We'll push it to an hour and 30. I wanted to end this off saying a few things anyway. I hope you guys are enjoying your day, even though it is very cold out here. Uh, my vehicle still says 17 degrees Fahrenheit. I am inside of my vehicle, so I'm doing just fine. Getting ready to wrap this episode up. Go in the crib, play some video games, do a whole lot of nothing. Probably order some Chinese food. I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll wait until it's about 4 p.m. to eat. Um, I'm still dealing with my little weird diet. It's It, it involves simply a lot of fluids. Um, today I'm cheating. Today is my cheat day. I have Mountain Dew. I have one liter of Mountain Dew that I'm going to be drinking throughout the day. As well as some iced tea. And uh, I primarily drink iced tea, preferably green tea, daily. Uh, I've been pissing like a racehorse throughout the whole fucking day. That's my uh, consequence of doing so. But I have been noticing I've been losing a good amount of weight. And I eat either uh, two... I would say... Two halves of a full portion... Um, in the middle of the or in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day on weekends, but during the during the week it's pretty much boils down to like one hearty meal a day, and that's after work. So when I get home, get a chance to shower and go to sleep. 
And um, like I said, I've been trying to do certain things, tone down the way that I eat, do a good amount of physical activity and exercise. This fucking weather is incredibly crazy. But you can't really do, you can't really do anything um, in this type of weather condition. Now, I've seen, like, even if it was like 30, let's say it's 37 degrees. It's 17 right now. But if it was 37 degrees, you'll still see, like, certain white people with thermals and shit on, power walking and shit and jogging. You don't see a white soul out here walking. You know what I mean? 17 fucking degrees. It is 12.50 p.m. And, you know, like I said, I hope you guys are, I hope you guys gotten through your week your work week hopefully you guys are relaxing i'm planning on doing the same um i will be back uh, mlk day i think i'll do something in it in the morning time i think that's what i'm feeling uh i don't usually like doing um i don't like doing a lot of episodes uh during this time it's actually a very busy time where just people are just walking around there's a lady that just walked around she's walking her dog these fucking people are off the hook, man. These people are off the chain. But, um, stay warm, man. It's fucking cold as shit out here, man. These white people are, like, on another level. You know, it is true. These are, these are cave people. You know, we've, we've, we've been born under the sun. We've been born, uh, we've been put a little bit, we've, we've been darkened a little too longer in the oven. Catch my drift. So we don't necessarily get down with these type of uh, weather conditions. But as I always say, man, it's another day, another episode. But in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. You know what? I think I'm going to end this episode off with the instrumental that I uh, brought into in the beginning. So we're going to play Rather Die Alone. At the end, let the audience wrap it up. Maybe some air horns. I didn't play the Lone Wolf sound, so I'm going to have to play it out on the, on the outro. And um, catch you guys Monday. Catch you guys on MLK Day. Peace.